Hello, and welcome back to a uh, very apprehensive episode of Culture Dumps. <laughs> I'm Ryan Lichten, and I'm with Parks Miller. I say apprehensive because it's kind of t- <laughs> like this is a touchy one, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is like, I mean, we've gone to this place before, but right. not as, I mean, I don't know. I, I want to say this is kind of like Jared levels. Not, I mean... I mean, it kind of, it's just, it's icky. It's icky. And um, and we're just going to just like run through a bunch of just like fucked up stuff. Uh, (laughs) You know, kind of, kind of going after the is, you know, like the posi vibes have sort of vanished. Going after Um, the chasing the is dream. You know, that's, we're, we're like a real, we're real gone from that. It is like, kind of like our Jared, the subway guy episode. It's that crossed with the celebrity sex tape episode. Right. We're getting the celebrity sex tape. And then, I mean, also, you know, we do have like sort of the, as we mentioned before, you know, there is sort of this Woodstock 99 bump because in the HBO documentary, they kind of mentioned Girls Gone Wild. And it does contribute to sort of this sort of like what one social climate of the late 90s, 2000s, this hypersexual sort of like girls you know the cool girl who doesn't care about anything doesn't you know this sort of weird image they've gone wild they've gone wild they've gone Um, wild and then even even like the pickup artist we kind of this is pickup artist shit too yeah i mean this is happening sort of in the same time and so it, it does feel like there's sort of a reflection to be like hey you loser, you nerd, you're missing out on all these topless college yeah. chicks. Get so, like, the learn how to. girls now. Call them yeah. out. Yeah. And, and, um, and then it's also funny because now, I mean, shit, fucking Kanye West is in the news. And we're going we're gonna to throw a little Kanye in there, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and Kanye West is in the news, A, because of all this crazy album release hijinks of, of his. But uh, also because he brought out DaBaby and Marilyn Manson. Uh, on stage you know Marilyn Manson is uh, in the middle of a you know high end uh, you know like top shelf sexual assault charges right right, right now one of the bigger charges and uh, DaBaby severe severe charges you know DaBaby was in hot water for spouting off some super homophobic shit at uh, the Rolling Loud Festival and uh, you know sounds like a fucking awesome time and uh, you know and he brings them out there (laughs) but we'll find out that Kanye West has been hanging out with uh, shitty folks for for a long time. So where we left you guys yeah. off, uh, we, we mentioned, you know, kind of like the first big lawsuit they had. We mentioned that they were going to have like a Girls Gone Wild restaurant. There was a movie deal on the table. They were talking cruise lines. We, t- we told you a little bit about, you know, where society was at that point. Um, and, you know, we like... I also wanted to mention that they're now girls gone wild or not now, but like at this point in the story, girls gone wild is at the point where clubs are paying them to throw parties at their nightclubs because people want to participate in girls gone wild. And this running kind of thing that I noticed through all of our research, like these LA times articles and Hollywood reporter and everything else is that Joe Francis, the founder of girls gone wild women did get really excited to be around him if they didn't know him or get to know him like on just the cert like on the fucking first like first look basis like they're like oh girls gone wild guy like party guy really fun like woo but Mm -hmm. anyone that spent more time with him than just a night of drunken whatever um had you know it's rare to find good things 
<laughs> right. Know? And I mean, and also just, I mean, it's because, and this is the dump in that it really was this incredibly popular thing. And I mean, something we'll also get into is some of his friendships with just these quote unquote, I mean, you know, he's kind of made his name from essentially doing reality porn and it involves nudity and it's not something you can actually even show on TV. It's just the infamous commercial, but he's going to make friends with, you know, Jennifer Aniston, the Kardashians, yeah, what the like fuck? He, with Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton, people, people that, I mean, especially just, I mean, to me, Jennifer Aniston being on, you know, someone on friends, it, it kind of really reads as like an extremely, like that's a household name, you know, friends is this well, apparently not, there's nothing she edgy had, about friends. Apparently she had bought, this is during the, uh, you know, uh, Brennifer days or whatever, because she apparently bought girls gone wild DVDs for Brad Pitt. And like said that like in the interview and that kind of sparked like the friendship <laughs> like, like where she's like trying to be like cool girlfriend like, oh, yeah, I've bought some of those for Brad. And it's like, yeah, because right. I... Brad Pitt can't just walk down the street and be like, show me your tits and like fucking not find someone that would do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But also, I think that that's also I mean, we, we are also going to talk a lot about. There is a ton of exploitation. Um, a huge issue with the popularity of this is that you have these drunken college women they're not necessarily doing these uh very thorough checks to making sure that these women are right. even uh 18 years old or not and then there's this whole issue of consent because if they're blackout drunk and they're in a place like bourbon street mardi gras where you know sh public nudity is just a common occurrence you know they're just yeah they don't necessarily plan they're like wow my image is going to be on the cover of girls gone wild but I do agree at the same time, you can find these instances of because of the popularity, the just the mainstream popularity. There were there were women that like, I want to be on Girls Gone Wild. And I feel like it kind of does play into this this burgeoning reality TV. It's just like this new thing. And it kind of is this idea the 15 that minutes, man, anybody can suddenly get on TV and become famous. So it's kind of like, oh, my God, there's Joe Francis. Maybe if I show my tits, I'll like. Meet Snoop Dogg. I'll be in a. And I'll be in the longest infomercial for a pornographic film ever. And I'll if get this to sounds meet Snoop weird, Dogg if I show this like, ran, hey, I'm just saying, pretty sweet I'm just deal. Main, you know, but that's what I'm saying is like, if this sounds insane to you, but it, this it happened, it, it happened, and it was tw 15 years, you know, 15 to 20 years ago. But a big part of it was again that. You know, you, there wasn't Instagram and Facebook and really right. smartphones to that degree. And so these well, are what big we're going to see. Why... Yeah, exactly. Like what, what we're going to see happen is that, you know, as as the years go on, people were really excited, like are kind of just like goofy, not really comprehending um, the reach that this that the footage that they you know participated in would have, you know, and then as right. Girls Gone Wild got bigger and bigger like there was the crowd now like the crowd got kind of smaller because it was like now it was just chicks that were like really down for that or just completely plastered out of their mind to where they weren't necessarily participating you know on their own volition and then everyone else is like no i'm not gonna flash the girls gone wild camera i might have three years ago but now it's just too big i don't want to be exposed like that mm -hmm. you know right and um yeah. As far as like the just like a background on the culture, I, I was reading this, um, this infamous L.A. Times article from Claire Hoffman, who is like a adult entertainment and and just like and entertainment as a whole uh, writer for L.A. Times. And in 2006, uh, this is, you know, 
Joe Francis is going through a ton of shit. And by this time, by 2006, he had gone through a ton. We're going to get into all of it. But she does this article that led to almost another fucking charge against Francis because he's like grabbing her and he ends up like putting her up against the hood of a car, you know, and like acting like Mm -hmm. he's arresting her because he probably got wasted and like was pissed that she was asking about him being arrested. So he's like, well, this is what the cops did to me. And then also like just made her feel incredibly uncomfortable tried to get her on camera like she's like yeah. she's like just writing this thing they're they're at a club and then when she writes about it he just goes fucking crazy you know what i mean and then and starts like apologizing to her and they they meet up again um cuz what happened was the photographer for the article showed Joe Francis a little bit of it before it had come out and so he gets mm-hmm. all crazy and like you know asked to m- meet her and he like tries to make out with her like oh she just really liked me since she's jealous Oof. because of all the attention I was getting uh, at mm-hmm. these parties and she got wasted uh, and like I mean when you read this article she was not wasted he is just a not a good guy to be around right and especially it, it at is... the height of his shit but we'll see that even present day it's not a good idea necessarily to be around that guy right um, and I will say that also, I mean, even though this article describes some disturbing behavior from the subject, Joe Francis, it is kind of interesting to me because it is also it is a very 2006 article. I feel like even in just the writing style. Yeah, totally. And just the and just the way that you're kind of reading and you're like, what the fuck is going on right now? Um, it's like Gonzo-esque he, almost. Yeah. But he get that doing that move of like when you have something bad happen to you and then you're like, let me show you like what how this bad it was did to me. And then like, let me kind of do the same thing to you is like this very weird bully complex. Yeah. That I feel like, like I, you know, maybe encountered in high school or something where you like that guy or you're like, you don't need to actually act it out on another person. Like you're getting some weird, especially a woman when you're like a man who's like, you know, outweighs her and is super taller than her. But anyways, what, what Claire Hoffman had to say, um, as far as like how girls gone wild was able to happen and blow up as big as it did. She said, Francis has aimed his cameras at a generation whose notions of privacy and sexuality are different from any other. Nursed on MySpace profiles and reality television, many young people today are comfortable with being perpetually photographed and having those images posted on the internet for anyone to see. The boundaries that once contained sexuality have also fallen away. Whether it's 13-year-olds watching a Britney Spears video, 16-year-olds getting their pubic hair waxed to emulate porn stars, or 17-year-olds viewing videos of celebrities performing the most intimate acts, youth culture is soaked in sexuality. And I think that that's a, a very good way to put it, especially then. Now, keep in mind that, yes, Girls Gone Wild started before this, you know, MySpace and, and all that stuff. It This is the peak, you know, like like that this era that, that she's talking about. And, you know, yeah, this is this 2000s hypersexual. I mean, there's a, we're, our culture is always sexual, but there is when you look back on it, like it's funny that she says the waxed, you know, the pubic waxed pubic right. hair because. I really do feel like that was, you know, a trend then. And I mean, plenty of women still do it, but I feel like more recently there's been more of a pushback to say, hey, I don't need to like have my vagina look like a baby yeah. for you to sleep <laughs> with me. 
<laughs> you know? And so, but it, it felt a little more like that. Again, it's sort of this, there was, it was influencing like this standard of like, this is, yes, this it, is what it, guys it, like. It was. And I mean that, yeah, it, I mean, that has, that's porn's influence on mainstream culture, um, even at the, at the lowest level. And then, you know, of course there'd be late night shows. Like you'd watch fucking Howard Stern on E channel or fucking, um, what, what was the one with uh, Dr. Drew, like sex talk or whatever, you know what I sex mean? Sex talk. And then, you know, man like all show, the, all, like we yeah, said before, all that shit. So it's all, it's all pushing this. And also folks, keep in mind, I don't think I mentioned this on, on part one. Um, girls that participated usually were given like a girls gone wild, like trucker hat or t-shirt. No one was getting paid. Um, occasionally right. if they would come back to the like private tour bus that they would bring to their club parties that they would throw, like, and then they would be like, Oh, well, if you want to come on the bus, if you were going to have like a threesome with like two other girls, you might get like a hundred bucks. And, and that's right. kind of where that goes. And I guess it kind of is piggybacking off of like the Mardi Gras bead. Like show me your yes. tits, and then you get a you get a you get a beads. trinket. It's like the um, medieval. But again, almost. yeah. But again, even that, at least theoretically, you're not. I mean, you're seeing your your flat. I mean, it's called flashing because it's for a second. But when you film it, it's forever. Right. So a hat <laughs> suddenly the compensation. Do you is, hear that, girls? <laughs> Did you hear Uncle Parks? It's forever. It's forever. You flash them once to a camera, it's forever. You do that stuff at parties. So. All right. So on with the peep show. To say it is difficult to track the legal trouble of Girls Gone Wild would be an immense understatement. There have been so many lawsuits for so many different reasons. Even the best journalists often lump them together with phrases like more than a dozen women have sued or by listing the lawsuits by year rather than explaining what happened. No one has time to track down all of the individual court cases and charges that Joe Francis and Girls Gone Wild have faced. It is safe to assume that at any given point in the story, something was going on in the courts. Like, yeah. Like, literally, I mean, even before Girls Gone Wild Trouble, because if you remember, folks, when he started banned from television, he got sued for stealing that idea. So at any point in this entire story, just assume that there's always some pending legal it, I mean, thing. It's it's safe to say that he kind of loves controversy. I mean, he banned yeah, from television. Yeah, it's going to get just, old for old Joe. It's get, well, yeah, I mean... Dude, it's creepy a lot. Joe. It's a yeah. fucking lot. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna get old. It's um, still happening. But for him. So now at this point in the story of Girls Gone Wild, there is virtually nothing left event wise besides legal problems. We left you off around two thousand five with the Heart of Gold Hurricane Katrina donations, but we are gonna go and backtrack just a little bit to two thousand three, where many of the problems started. This is gonna get complicated and there's a lot of shit to wade through. Now, 2003, the same year Girls Gone Wild paid a fine for their bogus subscription tactic, Francis and co. are arrested in Panama City Beach, Florida, after paying a group of underage girls, one 16 and four 17-year-olds, to come back to a hotel room where they were paid to perform sexual acts, both together and with Francis. That wasn't on camera, but the ones of them together was. Police seized many of his luxury belongings, including but not limited to a Ferrari, a private jet but francis pled not guilty now the slick lawyers hired by the pornographer were able to suppress video evidence claiming it was seized illegally and the criminal case was dropped law enforcement out there please 
dot your I's and cross your T's because you might let a guy who paid a group of underage girls to do sex acts walk free because you took a tape without writing it down or some shit. You know, right, that, that, but also, but yes, but also he's got money. I mean, at this he's point, he's got money. He's, that, that's what it really comes you down can, to. You can, and you say you can buy the lawyers and then they can find those loopholes and get your client off. But I mean, also just to, I mean, in case you missed it, it's like he got charged with paying five people under 18, like a 16 year old, four 17 year olds for sex acts in a hotel beach, a hotel in Panama city beach. I mean, this is the first (laughs) case we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. What a, what a doozy. Like this is not, it's not going to get any better. Yeah, so the parents of the girls filed a civil lawsuit that we believe was settled outside of court, but were unable to confirm that. Francis then took a bunch of footage filmed that weekend, and re- this is the craziest thing, and released it as Girls Gone Wild, the seized videos. It's like, so everything except the child porn that he filmed was, in, like, you know, that weekend was included in this video, and his whole thing was like, see, this is the shit that they were trying to fucking pin me for, man. Right. Like, fucking, like, Dude, look, it's Panama City Beach. It's Girls Gone Wild. It's the same shit we always did. This was bullshit. Here's the seized videos. And, but and no, yeah, the seized videos were child porn. Right. And so, and I mean, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you always see this, you know, you get arrested and then it, or whatever. And now the controversy and you kind of use that to be the victim. To only say, in like fuck, this, fuck only them. in 2003 and like be like before could like. You know, controversy is one thing, but like to like use filming child porn as like a boost, like that would, that could never happen right. now. You know what I right. mean? That is absolutely disgusting and insane and something that happened. Yeah. Well, something else that happened in 2003 was the beginning of another investigation into whether or not the production company was keeping records of the subjects they filmed and their ages. Turns out there was no record of the names or ages of many of the girls shown in the videos released prior to 2003, probably because they got in trouble for that in 2003. So from then on, they made sure to stay on the up and up. And in 2006, except for the time when they filmed uh, five underage girls uh, in 2006, Girls Gone Wild had to pay a 2.1 million dollar fee for not keeping proper records of the talent uh, in their videos and who knows how many releases there are out there like seriously how many girls gone wild dvds there are because by this point in time there's already a hundred titles like that just blatantly include underage girls because i mean imagine the scenario you go to these highly congested party areas you know mardi gras the the panama cities the college areas Everyone is binge drinking. You got a camera and you're just basically like, who's going to show me their tits? Here's a hat <laughs> on to the next one. I mean, I'm just that's I'm just like, trying to like that, that literally like that I'm just trying to literally and... imagine. I'm just saying that it's not like it's not like, OK, now follow us and like now we hear, walk into our office and like sign the papers like none of no. that shit's happening. They're just on the street with this crew like there's no like, OK, show me your ID. Right. But that I mean, eventually, I guess they do that. Yeah. But, like, after obviously... after this now, then what right. you would see is there would be the camera crew with a producer who would have the clipboard with the waivers and like apparently and these clipboards would be everywhere. They were in the bus. They were in the planes. Like anywhere where they would film, they like everyone was strapped with like a clipboard with like just a fat stack of these just like 
you know, blanket statement waivers that, you know, the girls would drunkenly, you know, sign their name right. on. And, you know, after, and like, like, how does that even fucking hold up? The waivers are just a complete it. reaction. They're just a complete reaction to being like, oh, shit, to we're being busted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But wait, there is more. We have no idea why 2003 was this sweet spot for Girls Gone Wild controversy, but it was. And in Miami in 2003, a 17-year-old, this is a juicy one, named Ashley Dupree. That, okay, let me just back up. I don't mean, okay, the first half of this is not the juicy part. The story of, with Ashley Dupree later is juicy, okay? I just realized, oh, this is juicy, and I'm, like, going to talk about this fucked up shit. So a 17-year-old yeah. named Ashley Dupree was filmed by the Girls Gone Wild crew in Miami, Florida at the tender age of, again, 17 years old. But wait, you know, you might find yourself asking, but Ryan and Parks, how could Girls Gone Wild let that happen? They, they check IDs and releases have to be signed. Well, this cunning young lass used what is known as a fake ID. Now, the, it was like a smoke bomb for the crew because the crew filmed the ID for record keeping and continued on with the shoot, surprisingly. I mean, yeah, no wouldn't they have known? <laughs> well, after realizing the weight of the situation and having this you know, DVD coming out, she files a lawsuit, and rightfully so. You know, she was underage. She was eventually awarded a $3 million, you know, settlement. But fun right. fact, now this is the juicy yeah. part. Dupree was also later an escort involved in a highly publicized sex scandal with former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer. And Francis had offered her $1 million to be in the video, right, like to make mm -hmm. a video of her once the scandal broke, but then discovered right. that there, they had footage of her from Miami from years before, so he decided to release a tape being like, Ashley Dupree, the fucking governor sex scandal escort girl, not realizing that she was 17 when they filmed it. You know, and so that right. got him into all, you know, that there's there's the hot water right there. So that was a very highly uh, two things. One is, I mean, there is sort of this whole I remember, you know, living in Athens. That's some great irony, I, dude. I'm going to pay you one million dollars to be in my video. Oh, wait, right. I have footage of you underage. I'm going to release that instead and not pay you. Well, guess what? Now you owe me three million. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I just want to say there is totally this culture of like certain bars just kind of looking the other way when it comes to IDs. And I remember in Athens when I was underage, there was, you just knew which bars to go to. Yeah, totally. Because you're like, this is where it doesn't actually matter if I have a fake or not. Um, so that's, that's just sort of this college spring break culture thing too. But also this particular Ashley Dupree trial um, was one that kind of really went in line with a lot of, so these trials at the time in which because she was involved in the sex scandal with Elliot Spitzer and the fact that she gave the fake ID, it did actually allow for Joe Francis to have sympathy in it. And there was a there was this narrative sort of like, oh, she's the gold digger and she screwed me over because she's trying to take my hard earned money. Right. So this particular uh, case did have these uh, complications to it where it just it, I don't think that it necessarily like even if as high profile as it was. It just kind of added to like a tabloid drama without necessarily, I don't know, Joe Francis was able to more successfully garner sympathy in this particular instance. Right. Well, and I mean, but we'll he see also that goes after because and he talks a lot of shit about her and that's something he's yeah. going to start doing 
is talking a lot of shit about the people that go after him. Yeah. Uh, yes. C- completely. And that I mean, but that's something that we'll see in some other trials. And I mean, like, like for instance, I don't know if if I, if you know if I even was able to find the proper information because I you know well I know I wasn't I wasn't but I I read that there one of the cases was um, a. a girl you know went and she was just embarrassed she didn't realize what she was getting into you know it wasn't explained to her really like what what the footage would be used for ensued and there was an all-female jury and there they did they totally just fucked her they're like nope like we don't like because there is like the two there's the two angles and uh, and you know this still goes on to this day where it's like well you have the scummy guy who probably did something wrong, but then you have the girl, and how much blame do we place on her? You know, and that's right. like the fucked up part of it. So it's like, well, but you were in Girls Gone Wild, so but, mm, right, you know. But I do, I do feel like there ha- the needle has kind of shifted. Whereas at this point, a little, more, yeah, for sure. Um, the but. more dominant sort of thing would would be a little bit more like, oh, well, she knew what she was getting herself into back in you know two thousand three, and now the needle feels like more like there would be more actual sympathy and support for the women yeah don't totally right but that's just where the culture was now another o3 banger on the playlist that is joe francis's shitty behavior with the (laughs) loss (laughs) you like that that's very eloquent was the lawsuit filed by darian mateus patterson who was hired to book the venue for a halloween party francis was throwing he was furious when he was told that his $25,000 deposit would not be returned because his party caused so much property damage. He threatened to kill Mateus Patterson, and she filed a lawsuit and a police report. Francis settled out of court with her for an undisclosed fee. There nice. you go. Yeah. And that, and then that also reminds me, because I know eventually we're going to crack into these uh, reality shows, uh, the dumps, and... I know one thing about those is that a lot of times those, uh, you know, VH1 MTV, they were renting out these mansions for these, you know, yeah. binge fest uh, reality shows. And then they would just kind of trash the people's mansions, dude. So and then just <laughs> the people would see yes. MTV and VH1. Well, anyway, so, side we'll note that, uh, on that side note on that, they the surreal life, the, the show, like one of the big mm-hmm. VH1 shows, oh, yeah. they use Glenn Campbell's mansion for several, for several seasons and they just got fucking tired of it. So then they had to find like a shittier one. But anyways, <laughs> that brings us to 2004 and 2004 was a big year as well for the franchise and its unfortunate founder. First, more lawsuits. Lindsay Bullard found herself in infamous Panama City Beach, Florida in the year 2000 when she was approached by two men who coaxed her into flashing the camera in exchange for some beads. She obliged, and later the two men sold their footage to MRA Holdings and Mantra Films, Inc., respectively. That's the Those are the companies that exactly. put out so Girls Gone Wild. So these are just two guys. These are just two fucking guys, and then they're just selling the footage. So, like, you already... She, she got paid in beads, and now... <laughs> You, and then these guys, you know, what they get like two, three hundred bucks. We don't know. You know, not a ton of money. Still making money off of her. And then boom, it's going to Girls Gone Wild. And then he's going to mass produce it and sell yes. the fuck out of it. So I mean, and, and that's how they would about, get the footage. You know, I mean, exploitation. Like back I mean, fucking yeah. a like. So again, you know, that was just like, a, like a woo, like these are just random guys, and like you know, because not a lot of people had camera, like video cameras to walk around with in two thousand. You know, it was right. just like a, a thing. Now Bullard was horrified when she saw her image being used on the cover of a Girls Gone Wild release, as well as being featured in the television ads. Not, dude, if you're in the TV ads, way more people than would ever people- buy the DVD are gonna see you. And it's got to be one of those, you know, it's that high, it's got to be a high school, like, 
oh shit, Lindsay's in Girls Gone Wild, you know, and just that recognition. I mean, people might recognize you on the street, but anyone in her high school and her community that that was that's the problem you are now the fucking girls gone wild chick probably being called a slut that's what happened that's that's exactly what happened we'll 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 get into that in just one second so yeah she was horrified when she saw that but not only had she had not that did she not sign a video release because that wasn't a pro film team that was just two guys but she was 14 years old 14 14 yeah we're setting even lower record here so 14 year old yeah, what's next? Whew. Fucking babies gone wild? Now, she sued in 2004, claiming exploitation and emotional damages. It was argued that the film was made in a public space, and there was no commercial value from her presence to be gained. That's what Francis said in that video specifically. And somehow, that shit fucking worked, and nothing really came from that. Like, like, yeah, like they I just kind of pulled just... the title. Like... Like that that was it. And that just seems that this seems girl's so life mind was fucked, dude. She, she Yeah, was, didn't it, she she like got dropped from like sports she, programs. She dropped out of school because everyone, including teachers, were like, Oh, my por- oh, here's the porn star. Here's the porn star. Like everywhere she went. And it's like, fuck man, like that was for, I mean, like now she's eight you know, at this point in time in two thousand four when the, the you know, she brings him to court, she's eighteen, but she was fucking fourteen years old, you know, just like walking around like you have to feel like some sort of positive thing that like because this i'm sure someone listening to this is like that is maybe blowing their mind that this happened and to feel like maybe it's like did i like wink into that infomercial on accident well no i'm just saying (laughs) jesus i'm saying like someone's got to be listening to this thinking like (laughs) there's no way that this would fly like that no. This case would turn out this way, so like, <laughs> damn it, well, Ryan. But that like somehow, <laughs> we got so somehow maybe something so has moved, weeks. like somehow something has moved in a positive direction where like yes. this case now would turn out differently. <laughs> yeah, no, not, I bring that up because we got we got so many messages. Like I, I posted on our Instagram, I was like, hey, what do you guys remember about Girls Gone Wild? Everyone's like jerking off to the commercials when I was ten, jerking off to the commercials when I was right, 12. and like, yeah. and I'm not gonna act like. Of course, we've mentioned the first one. Like, we would watch these commercials and be like, holy shit. Like, I I didn't even know Ryan, but like, we were both horny. (laughs) We were connected. Wow. I got (laughs) it. We were connected. Right. So, like, I mean, it was incredibly effective. I mean, that's part of the problem with it is that it was influential. It made me think that I need to go to spring break because I can. I'm going to get the same experience. And then I grow up, I'm going to spring break. Yeah. Fucks with your head. And it, you know, now uh, that footage of, of Lindsay Bullard was taken in 2000, right now. Another fun 2000 girls gone wild fact is that that year, Joe Francis had a restraining order filed against him by the property manager of the apartment building. He was living in for being a fucking psychopath, like literally climbing up the balcony to like bang on her window to like complain or be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And like, I've, he'd get complaint yeah. like noise complaints for throwing these he feels cr- like a fucking movie character like he see like that's when and again to sort of in this uh getting get I'm, i just keep thinking about the uh the pickup artist and like to me like i feel like joe francis is the kind of guy that like wakes up in the like wakes up looks in the mirror is like you are the alpha dog like Do no it! one's gonna get in your fucking way today bro and yeah he's like, you will take that shit no matter you know like those memes where it's like <laughs> like the people, the people that are actually inspired by Wolf of Wall Street, instead of like seeing that the guy was like a total piece of shit, the people that like right. 
posts memes of it. It's like if your circle's Every day not I fucking talking, grind, bro. Yeah, like I feel like he is the like most extreme, you know, kind of extension yes. of that guy, that bro. Yes, he's like the Highlander. There can only be one bro that's like that broy. Uh, <laughs> now it's finally time to discuss something that seems almost poetic in a way. Um, not to you know make it seem like it was too good of a thing because you know this. This kind of shit shouldn't happen to anyone, but if it were to, it should happen to Joe Francis. Um, and then we'll get back to the other horrible things that, that he did. So Joe Francis found himself on the wrong end of a gun at his home in 2004. The intruder then forced him to undress and reportedly made him simulate self-sodomy with a vibrator, all the while being filmed as he did this. And this was in order to blackmail him with the footage. Like, oh, I got the footage of the Girls Gone Wild guy putting a vibrator in his butt. Uh, you know, you got to pay me X amount of money or I'm going to release this. And it, which also, and by the way, when I say uh, reportedly made to simulate self-sodomy, that's what Francis says. He likes to make it seem like, like, but I didn't do it. Like, I didn't do yeah. it, you know, but it's <laughs> right. like, no, you had a gun to your head. You put a fake wiener in your butt. It's OK, dude. Um, but thanks to a tip off from one of Francis's old girlfriends, Paris Hilton, Darnell oh, Riley was arrested for the crime and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. And again, Francis likes to make this seem like, oh, my God, it was so terrifying. Like, I, like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I can't believe I went through this. Like, people are always trying to get me. Like, what the hell? Mm hmm. But uh, yeah. we'll see that it's just going to keep getting worse. So just when it seemed like things were turning around in favor of the universe, we get the 2004 accusations against Francis by a young woman who claimed he drugged her and raped her in a Ritz-Carlton hotel room. The two were having a discussion over the morality and ethics of Girls Gone Wild. She joined him in his room for a drink and woke up hours later in his bed undressed. Yeah. Now, police... That is... Jesus. Dude... If it's that, like they were having that conversation because she was like the kind of person that wasn't really with it. She knew who he was. And like it, 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 it like, I guess, became an intellectually stimulating conversation enough to where she's like, OK, I'll come up to your room. Like, maybe I had the wrong idea about this guy, you know, because now he's being challenged by like an attractive young lady, you know, who's calling him out on his bullshit and isn't just throwing herself at his feet to fucking be in one of his videos or to get to go on his yacht or his fucking palatial estate that we'll get into you know this is someone that's fucking calling him out so he probably mm -hmm. put on you know everything he had into this conversation you know what i mean or he pickup yeah. artist or he, he did some pua yeah. shit and just nagged mm -hmm. her you know uh into the into the it's room just, but <sighs> then he fucking totally proves her right it, like by doing this thing and so the police yeah. dropped the investigation due to lack of evidence and then Francis sued the young woman for defamation asking for millions of dollars which included the tab for the room service that he bought for himself and the That's victim that petty. night that dude That's yeah it was petty. it was uh, cheeseburgers by the way now keep in mind that during so, all of this sales are booming and their videos and now their line of apparel are selling like fucking hotcakes yeah, I mean, because and so I think that that just goes to where, you know, the the money speaks and it's it's he's at this point, you know, it's it's an institution. I mean, it is a franchise. It's a popular thing. Unfortunately, this this particular case didn't really have, you know, it doesn't have a good ending. It doesn't have a very clear ending. I mean, they didn't have enough evidence and then he sued her. So, I mean, it it is a, it's it's one of the more disturbing, fucked up stories, but it also just has it's just incredibly messy. 
You yeah, know, whatever really. happened, it's whatever happened. We don't know about this particular instance, but we have so many other instances of this. Well, guy, yeah, so. uh, I was about to say, yeah, I'm only uh, I got a few pages left here, bud. So uh, <laughs> at, at this point, I'm sure you figured it out that the story of Girls Gone Wild quickly becomes the story of Joe Francis and his constant legal battles. And that's the point. So let's keep going. It's also important to note, though, that many cameramen and producers hired by Girls Gone Wild were involved in lawsuits of their own throughout this entire time as well. But, you know, as, as Girls Gone Wild grew bigger, so did the monster who ran it. So that's our focus. But there is endless Girls Gone Wild lawsuits. I mean, whether it's yeah. camera guys, the producers that were in charge of the camera guys, fucking the licensing person. Never ends. Now, 2007 was kind of like the sequel to 2003. It's like the T2 of Girls Gone Wild. And uh, yeah. Now, let's start with Joe's dispute with hotel slash casino mogul Steve Wynn over a $2 million gambling debt. So not only is Joe Francis yeah. involved in all this other shit, but he's a fucking degenerate gambler holding up like, you know, and he could pay $2 million. So the feud doesn't. <laughs> but he doesn't, and that's the thing, and we'll see this fuck him over again. So the feud became so intense that Francis started publicly claiming that Wynn threatened his life. Wynn then sued Francis for defamation and libel and was awarded a settlement of $20 million, but that eventually, you know, after appeals and everything else, got whittled down to $7.5 million. So... Who's the gambler now, Francis? Fucking right. dude, Wynn fucking took you to the cleaners, dude. But also, let's met Steve Wynn in 2018 stepped down of C CEO of Wynn Resorts because of multiple sexual assault. I uh, didn't say he was a um, good guy. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying it's like the battle of two like alpha dog shit bags in Vegas. You know, it's like who can dude, the be... alpha dog shit bags are actually playing tomorrow night if you want to go. <laughs> it's a good band name. So this this was this is um this goes into a different territory of lawsuit because some of them are incredibly disturbing, exploitative towards the women that you know got caught up in this shit, and then you have these ones that are our guys kind of that a, just don't take no for an answer. It's you know a what little I mean? more it's a little more fun because it's just like these two fucking assholes going at it, and I mean he did rack up a two million dollar debt. Yeah, Jesus, like how but much do you have to lose? Pay. What a loser! He like you got to lose. Like pay to owe two million dollars means you lost two million dollars. You're you a fucking loser. You sank hard. Yeah. Yeah. So that same year, the house was, always wins. Though the house always wins. The house always wins. Yeah. Until you have to step down for being a fucking alpha dog <laughs> shitbag. So that that same year, 2004, he was ordered to pay 1.6 million dollars in fines to the IRS for record keeping violations. Now, similar to that, that same year, he was charged with filing 20 million dollars, you know, worth of false tax deductions. The following year, a young woman was granted a $5.2 million settlement for being shown in a Girls Gone Wild video after a cameraman pulled her shirt down without her consent. So I, I, I segued really quick there. So, yeah, the, the end of the 2004 stuff is, is the IRS shit, you know, where, where he right. starts getting hit with, with tax stuff. And that, that's going to follow money, him forever. He's going to put his money. He's, he's putting his money in offshore accounts. He's doing some of these classic. So now we're getting. Yeah, it's not just sexual assault it's now it's just your classic rich guy squirreling your money away alpha avoiding dog shit bags <laughs> alpha dog shit bag just avoiding taxes like a real yeah, alpha. avoiding taxes um, and abusing women so again uh but yeah so the next year in 2005 yeah a, a woman sued because a cameraman literally while filming her just like reaches over and like pulls her shirt down like kind of playing and I believe the girl, like in the video, the girl's kind of like, huh, like, whoa, stop. Like, you're crazy. But like not 
you know, obviously not wanting that to happen. But then they put that in the fucking video. So that became a thing. Big, big payout for her. And, uh, and I can imagine just, you know, the camera guy. You know, I was just doing my job. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's girls gone wild. Not girls fucking get groped by a creepy camera guy. Uh, we're going to speed ahead here because there's seriously so much of this shit to go through. Uh, the legal history of girls gone wild and Joe Francis is an unwieldy beast. And like we said, there were plenty of other people caught up in the same trouble as Francis, uh, he seemed to spread it around everywhere he went, and even when he went to jail in Nevada in 2010. Now, I'm not even sure why he was in jail in Nevada in 2010, but he allegedly bribed a guard to give him special treatment, uh, i.e., like, let me get some bags of chips and, like, keep me away from these fucking guys that want to kick my ass because they know I'm rich. And the I mean, bribe. Yeah, can- you, yeah, in prison, do you, I do think you want advantages you want some chips yeah you can have some chips yeah yeah absolutely uh you know and he's not like oj who had a great time in prison in nevada uh joe mm-hmm. france is gonna have a little bit of a harder time so he apparently gave this guard a 45 you know 100 dollar watch um and a five thousand dollar gift card to Saks, baby but i think nice. that I, I think that the reason why he gave him i mean the watch obviously makes sense but um, the gift card, rather than cash, is because it's like that you can gift that to someone, you know, and it could be like, oh, I just got this gift card. You don't necessarily need to know how you got it or whatever. You can hang on to it for a while. And the watch just, is just like, I here's a fucking guard. watch. You know, the guard yeah. was just making sure that the jail right. was safe. And I'll I just want to show chips. my appreciate of him <laughs> doing a good job, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you some bags of chips and uh, some fucking, you know, so like a can of Coke. But you have to give me $9,500 worth of merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Now, finance-based crimes seem to be the leading cause, uh, you know, of Francis's trouble, you know, as the years went on. And he spent years in and out of the courts, filing appeals, paying fines, and dodging jail time. But in 2011, the jig was up, and he was going to serve some real time. This one's pretty bad, folks. One night in 2011, Francis met three young ladies at Supper Club in Los Angeles. He brought the girls home, and then, according to the girls, he attempted to separate them. Uh, you know, like, oh, come here, I want to show you something. No, you guys wait here, kind of a thing. Uh, very creepy. This is at his Bel Air mansion. And once the girls grew uncomfortable enough to the point where they wanted to leave, Francis grew irate, blocking the exit. Like, you guys aren't going anywhere. No, just sit down. No, we're having fun. Where are you going? And apparently, you know, they tried to get out around him, and he attacked one of the girls, smashing her head against the ground, like, purposefully. Not, like, pushed her, and she hit her head. Yeah. Like, she pushed her on the ground and then took her head and smacked it into the ground. Well, also, I mean, that's fucked up, but also, apparently, uh, one of his people when they were in the car uh one of his people uh flashed a sheriff's badge so so he also oh, so, the, so they were saying that they, he was with the he had like a police officer with him so there's like an impersonating an officer was also involved in this little and story. that's that's the false imprisonment charge that he ended up getting which is the one that stuck and, and then he also he said this one he also said that he I guess after this instance happened with the women, apparently they say that he also uh, offered to pay for their cabs if they didn't tell the cops. 
which is cabs a week. were pretty expensive back then. That, if you don't want people to tell the cops, you need people to be people think Lyft's up. been around forever. Lyft and you Uber, need to, <laughs> you need to be throwing down a lot more to just like if you yeah. think they're gonna actually not do it. I'd be like, that's okay, fucking, Joe, that's, that's a deal. Like almost, but my my cab ride is gonna cost two million dollars. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know like I mean? that is a that's insulting. Just that that's the lowest. Um, that's what you offer. But yeah. so anyway, he also got charged with um trying to dissuade a witness so i mean just everything nice real bundle package here so i mean this guy's going to prison right like this guy's got to be locked away like with his past and everything nope 270 days in jail days not years yeah so that's out of fucking control and now this is about the time that things take a downhill turn for the brand. Sales were not anything like they used to be, even just a few years before. And bad publicity and the popularity of the internet had proved to be too strong a foe. In 2013, Girls Gone Wild filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and by the end of the next year would be sold to the internet porn giant Bang Bros. So there you have it. That's that. And so Girls, Gone, Girls Gone Wild dies with that sale it, to Bang It Bro. basically kind of just turned into a more legit porn where it's essentially like sort of taking the model of Girls Gone Wild, but then they're just actually hiring. Right. And Girls Gone Wild was doing that, too, do towards the end. Like they would just they would just straight up hire girls like because porn stars. Right. Because after you know, girls but, gone wild got so big, girls didn't want to participate in it like on the fly as much as they used to, because they understood how widespread it would be. And no, right. one, no, one, no one wants to be fucking, you know, watching E channel late at night with like their parents. And then all of a sudden there they are in fucking Panama city flashing their tits, you know, or just even the fact that it's selling so many videos. So even if, you know, the beside the commercial, just that the fact that if you are on the video, there's yeah, a couple million guys who have seen, you <laughs> yeah, know, like, like I mean, creepy. That, <laughs> that's a pretty creepy, you know, concept. I don't so. think it's creepy to consume uh, pornographic materials, by the way. That's not what we're saying. No, no. But Girls but again, Gone Wild but is a specific brand. And uh, also. It's a. It's more of the thought of these girls that don't want to be porn stars that are now right. kind of proxy porn stars. You know? I do think that. I mean, and obviously the industry and history of porn has a ton of controversy behind it. But there is a more direct concept that, like, if you get into porn, you know that's what you're doing, and yes. that's what people are going to see. And now we're at a point where I feel like porn stars can actually. I don't know, like there's a we're at a point now where they're kind of having much, much more like 3D identities of being like, I do this and this is my job to like get you off with the shit I do on camera. But I can be into other shit and yeah. I'm like my own human. and I make a living. But again, part of how this whole Girls Gone Wild and why it's such a good dump for us is because it really was entering in this weird period where like this whole reality thing was the reality TV was shifting, and so people were just... It's Again, we film everything. You see someone getting in a fight, someone's pulling out a camera instead of trying to help them. Like You see a car crash, right. you see like a guy eat shit on a You see a naked scooter, person. You're pulling out the camera, and so that action is so ingrained in us now that you know, like, oh, it's going to go on Worldstar, it's going to go on Instagram, it's going to go viral. People want to go viral, and this concept was really such a nascent concept that just had not been fully explored and the idea yeah the con like what how that could ripple on and like haunt you that i just really don't think that that had been like really thought out yet at this point in time right yeah
Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the whole dump. You know what I mean? Uh, so Joe Francis, he seemed to kind of fade into obscurity after the sale of his company. Occasionally, he would pop up in the news like this year, 2021. So this, the year of our Lord, 2021, Joe Francis made headlines again for a 2020 incident. He was arrested for it. His palatial estate in Mexico, I believe it's called Punta Mita. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like a resort. You know, it's literally a resort where people rent you know, like people pay for the privilege to stay there. And there's a right. long list of celebrities that do that because it's considered to be very private and, and all that. So Joe and his girlfriend were at his home and he asked her to inject him with a vitamin shot. And that's weird. Uh, she refused. Oh, because he got because he got covid. He got covid. Oh, was that it? Yeah. And so his response was, yeah, inject me with vitamins. And inject me with a horse dewormer. Yeah. If he just <laughs> if only he had waited, he <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, okay, yeah, give me a vitamin shot because uh, mm -hmm. I have COVID. And she refused, and a fight ensued. Probably, like, and now I'm thinking of it as he's like, I'm going to fucking die unless you give me this fucking shot of B12 that I can't stick into my own ass cheek. Um, but he grabbed her, you know, shaking her, spits in her face, and then apparently stomped on her body and head. I mean, and he, uh, Jesus. I mean, not that there's been any, but, like, now you're just adding violence just actual domestic violence you know yes, it's like yeah he's, just he's like straight what up. what crime haven't i committed yet i'm gonna like, mainline this fucking what, crime what shit can right i now? be like a shittier also i want to back up really quick and i know we're in the middle of this this crazy thing that happened last year but in the 2013 um case with the women where he actually did go and have to serve jail time yeah um he publicly because there was a jury, he like went and like basically was like everyone in that jury should be euthanized. They should be oh, yeah. killed. Yeah, they should yeah, be and, killed. And he called them R words. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It, 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 uh, yeah, dude. So, so he just um. Anyway, but yeah. So this, but I just wanted to say that because I forgot to mention that. But yeah, I was gonna mention that too. And yeah, when I got, this, I got caught up, this domestic but, violence stuff with his this happened this year. This was a COVID freak out COVID I'm sure he has crime a covid crime um, well actually i mean if you remember when covid started like and we were like kind of halfway through the the quarantine like you know the first time around or, or, or what have you like there were reports coming in. it's like dude domestic violence is up a lot because you know people that were in abusive mm -hmm. relationships now they're stuck inside together and you know here you go case in point right and now surely he, he would go to jail for this one right right but no six months of therapy that's all and then and he was right. let off the hook and and then he i think in just last month uh his because i think it was his wife actually was it wife or girlfriend i um, i heard girlfriend that was from the new york post but but it she, might might be wife it, now, it was either know. august or july of this year she filed a restraining order so i guess the six months of therapy didn't really do it because yeah. so I mean all I'm saying is that like just to tell you like just as within three months of right now Joe Francis is still he has a restraining order against him you know it's yeah. not so that's kind of crazy because we don't necessarily get that with our dumps like sometimes these people really do fade into obscurity they take their money and they just fucking piss off and they're like all right i got all my money or die or, or like die anything yeah no totally i mean this is <laughs> but a, he's still yeah. he's still at it it's crazy this is like a 24 year dump 
You know, yeah. it's like the seven year itch. This is the 24 year dump. Um, so we would be doing a great disservice if we didn't explain the Kardashian connection. Right. And before we get into that, let's just also just quickly mention that. And we've mentioned it before, but throughout this whole period, he is, I mean, he, a lot of celebrities, you know, were you using his renting or maybe for cheap, they were using his like whatever the, the crazy Punta mansion. Mita. Yeah. Uh, Quincy Jones. Mita. I don't Quincy know. Quincy Jones what, what has been there, but a lot of like big A-list celebrities would, you they know, have there. a weekend weekend getaway at Joe Francis's weekend at Joe's. Yeah, but now let's get specifically the Kardashian stuff is very fascinating. So, I mean, and, and like I don't want to like go on to because there's this great article on Complex that like maps the whole thing out. Essentially, it starts in like 2000 or 2001, mm -hmm. and I mean, first of all, Kim Kardashian like the the Kardashians met Joe right through Paris Hilton. Was that it? Yeah, they. I think they met through Paris Hilton, and it actually it does. Um, it it kind of, but basically, I mean, basically the Kardashians are good friends with him. But there, there, it's kind of, it kind of makes sense when you think about it because really, they're kind of coming up in the same era. You know, I mean, the Kardashians yeah, later definitely. than, but still, it's this reality TV connection, and it's. I mean, it's stuff that I didn't really think I would have really and. If we hadn't researched this, I would have never really thought about Girls Gone Wild and the Kardashians as like somehow being in this sort of like similar place in pop culture that they are. But yeah, as, as around 2001, um, he I think because part of it, I think that they started using I guess they started using his the family was vacationing mm -hmm. at, at right. the mansion. Right. And then I know that he dated Courtney for a second. Right. And then later, uh, because a Lord Disick, AKA Scott Disick, if this is, you know, I've watched every episode of the Kardashians folks and I'm not ashamed. I don't care. Uh, so Lord Disick, you know, Courtney's, you know, the, the father of her children, uh, they met through Joe because right. Scott was, was, was staying at the, at the resort. And so he he sets them up and then fucking uh, after that, now it's getting to the right around the time when the Kim Kardashian sex tape comes out. He is the one that kind of really kind of planted the seed in her head and probably Kris Jenner's head too. the mom. Like, hey, like, look how much money Paris made. Like, you could make a shitload of money. Don't sue Ray J. Don't do that. You should go to Vivid Entertainment with this shit mm -hmm. and make the fucking three million dollars or whatever it is that. Yeah. She made. So it is kind of crazy. He's this sort of like he's using his exploitative business savvy and kind of has these weird. He's kind of like this important behind the scenes figure in because as we know, the, the sex tape was a huge part of kind of Kim kind of becoming her own famous person and absolutely her brand. And now we have the fucking Kardashians and it. A lot of it does have to do with the sex tape. And then if you go a little further. There's Joe Francis. So it's fucking and if, weird. And if you watch the the first season of Keeping Up the Kardashians, they're like like, you know, some of the first like gigs that her and her sisters together are getting, you know, in the wake of the sex tape fame are for Girls Gone Wild, like a Girls Gone Wild right. bikini shoot and stuff like that. And, you know, he's right there. He's in it. You know what I mean? This fucking total fucking POS. And uh, also and then he even got he even got in a lawsuit with them so brody jenner i don't know who brody jenner is brody jenner is caitlin jenner's uh kid from her marriage before um 
before they were married to Chris. So okay. when, when Caitlin, you know, living as Bruce at the time before he, he got involved with the Jenners, you know, was married, had some kids and the and Brody and the other ones, they're in keeping up with the Kardashians like a little bit later. And then they kind of, you know, once the transition happens, the the Jenners and the Kardashians split. This is all very mm. extra shit that you guys don't need to know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I but, don't know a ton, but I'm kind of interested Francis, in it because what? of how he, much he, Joe he, appears he, in he, it. He did what? He, he like assaulted Brody's girlfriend or something? Brody accused Joe Francis of assaulting his then-girlfriend, Jade Nicole, at a nightclub. So, again, with It Joe, was Guys and Dolls Nightclub, by the way. Joe and the hitting of the women seems to... I mean, shit. Seems to have quite a few of those accusations. You just he's can't stop to. hitting them. And anyway, that did like kind of. They called it a misunderstanding, and he like took back the claims. Um, but I guess there, while this accusation was happening, the Kardashians were still partying with Joe Francis. So again, now we are getting very tabloidy. But it's just kind of like, oh, like one side of the family is accusing him of hitting his girlfriend and then the other side of the family is like still partying with Joe. So, right. Yeah. And I mean, they, they continued though. Yeah. Well, because it is two different, there's the Jenner side. Right. And, no, then and there's I get the that. Kardashians. And yeah. It's also, and then we are getting into like a ton of, he said, she said type stuff, but right. But the, the fact of the matter is, is he's there. And then, you know, it, fucking 2011 2012 they're parting with them even 2013 um and i believe 2013 you were you were talking to me about this before that's when yeah. kanye west so proposes to kim right in a stadium and and, and Fran joe francis was there so he was witness to it was in a stadium but i think there was only like a couple dozen people there and he so this is in 2013 Huffington Post let Joe Francis write an article essentially describing Kanye's proposal. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like... And he said men were crying. Because it was so touching. And, I mean, that is just like an incredibly surreal article to read. The Girls Gone Wild guy, who at this point has had most of his life... I mean, 2013 is when he was in the middle of, like, about oh, to actually shit. go to jail. Yeah. And he's writing this, like loving praise of Kanye West's proposal to Kim Kardashian. So, I mean, if that doesn't make your head hurt, I mean, that's just crazy stuff. Yes. And, you know, it, it goes on from there. Of course, Joe went to, you know, Kim and Kanye's wedding. And then, you know, Kylie Jenner fucking had her 18th birthday party at his fucking, you know, resort. It just goes on and on. It's safe to say that there's still a connection there, that they're still friends. They're still going to go down there and, and hang out with him at his, his resort house fucking thing in, in Mexico. That's just I mean, it's just a weird, crazy intertwined thing that the king of like this beginning of this like reality exploitation kind of shit and the fucking queen of it, you know, or like the, the soon to be and, and will mm -hmm. be queen of that stuff. Kim Kardashian, that they're, they're so ingrained together, you know, yeah. but it's what weird. does it, what does it all mean? I guess it means, you know, youth is fleeting and it's fun to do wild and crazy things. It's fun to let go of your inhibitions and charge forward into nights of partying. And there should never be any judgment towards anyone who wants to participate in adult entertainment. However, there should be tons of judgment against those willing to and trying to exploit those people, especially at times when they might not be thinking as clearly as they would be normally and or trying, might not be 18 years old. 
Yeah, or you might be underage. Exactly. That, too. I totally forgot. And if you are trying to watch any of the Joe Francis products, watch Banned from Television. Don't watch Girls Gone Wild. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because at least Banned from Television. Watch the stuff. <laughs> hey, I mean that's just shit that fucking happened. You know, it's not like he was just like, "Hey, you guys want to, yeah. you guys want a fucking band from television hat? Blow this guy's brains out." Right. You know, what I mean? it didn't work like that. So, folks, as always, for exclusive culture dumps content, sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com/slash/culturedumps. Follow us on Instagram at culturedumps. Send us an email if you'd like with a suggestion or comment or hot tips. Uh, you know, if you will, at culturedumps at gmail.com. I'm Ryan Lichten. I've been joined by Parks Miller. Keep on dumping.